Okay, good morning. We are on Vav Amad Aleph towards the bottom. We just started the sugya about Tfilin. We are two, four, six lines down. Share today should be your full shlemer for Chayas, Kila Basel Tzipora, Chayim Leiv Ben Ariyal, Eitan Moshe Chayim Ben Esther. Okay, and for all Chol Yisrael. So we started, we talked about Amar of Avin. We just started yesterday. Uh, two, four, six lines. We said yesterday that Akash Baruch Hu swears with his right arm, and in the strength of his, in, in his arm is a strength. This refers to Torah. From the right hand emanates fiery Torah. And through the his arm strength, Tfilin, Shanemar, Hashem Oz, Lamo Yitain, Akash gives strength to his nation. How do we know, Lisol? How do we know that the Tfilin represents strength? All the nations of the world will see that the name of Hashem is upon you, and they will be fearful from you. Okay, so Vitan Yerbelezer got the Omar Elu Tfilin Shemarosh. This refers to the Tfilin Shemarosh. Okay, these are Tfilin specifically. We know this Tfilin Shayat, Tfilin Shemarosh. We also know that Tfilin Shayat has one compartment, one bias of one parchment that has four partials. And the Tfilin Shemarosh has four compartments with four partials. We'll see what they say in what each partial contains. Amalei Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Rav Chia Bar Abin Hani Tfilin Demori Alma. Ma Kasev Behu. These tefillin that Akadosh Baruch Hu wears, the Shel Rosh, again, right now we only know that Akadosh Baruch Hu is wearing the tefillin Shel Rosh. What is, what's written in this, in this uh, tefillin, Maksibu, Amalei, Umik Amcha Yisrael, Goy Echot Baritz, who is like you, my Am, my beloved nation, B'nai Yisrael, who is, uh, who is uh, singular in, in the world. <clears throat> and the Gemara asks, Really, Kodesh Baruch Hu takes such hanah when B'nai Yisrael is complimented? In, yes, uh, yes, Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's a love fest. You praised Hashem. Hashem praised you back. You gave me a unique singular praise when you say, I'm going to give you back a very unique praise. What's the praise? You went ahead and gave me a very unique praise. When you say that I am singular, he's the only one. <clears throat> so because you gave me that praise, I will give you one singular praise. Who is like you? B'nai Yisrael. Okay, so before we get into what's stated, just a couple... We ha- the important word there is Echad, right? What? The important word there is Echad. Echad, correct. Both places. The, the unique, uh, the singular aspect, correct. So before we go on, there's a ton to say. A lot of what we say today is about tefillin, um, unbelievable stuff. So just very, very basic. There are four partials in the tefillin shel, shel rosh, and four comp- uh, batim, four connected batim, each one with its own parsha, own klaf, and the tefillin shel yad has one with all four partials. What are the four partials? So the beginning of parsha's bow, 
Kadesh Li Bechor is the first one. Kadesh Baruch Hu tells us we have to sanctify all the Bechorim, just like Kadesh Baruch Hu sanctified and spared the Bechorim of Ben Yisrael during Makas Bechoros. The next one is the very next Pesukim. The first one is Parakud Gimel, Aleph through Yud. The next one is Parakud Gimel, also in Parshas Bo. It starts Yud Aleph and goes through Tezayin. That's Vayaki Viacha, also mentioned in Zechiyah Sitzrayim. And then we have Shema Yisrael and Veschanan, and then Vahayim Shemo and Ekev. So Rashi says the four partios are exactly in the order Kichsofan, as they are written in the Torah. Bo, Bo, Veschanan, and Ekev. Kadesh Libachor, Vahayaki Viacha, Shema, Vahayim Shema. Rabbeinu Tam flips the last two. Rabbeinu Tam says the two Vahayas should be together. So you have Shema Yisrael, Vahayim, uh, sorry, Kadesh Libachor, Vahayaki Viacha, Vahayim Shema, then Shema. So the question is, do you go in the order that they're written, or because the two partials start with the same word, Vahaya, they should be juxtaposed. That's Rabbeinu Tam. Okay, so Rabbeinu Tam says you flip three and four, not the order that the Pesukim go. So it happens to be that we always just uh, associate the Machlokas with Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi, but the truth is, <clears throat> there's many, many more uh, opinions. In other words, the Rambam is also holds like, like Rashi, as does the Ramban, Rabbeinu Yonah and the Vilna Gon, and on the other side, agreeing with Rabbeinu Tam is Rav Sajagon, the Rif, Rabbeinu Hanan also. It's a heavyweight match. It's a royal rumble. You have, you have Gedolim, you have the, the, the Gedolim of Yisrael on both sides. Now it happens to be that the Rush says it's proper to put on two pairs of tefillin to be Mekayim both Stodim, Mekayim Shitas Rashi and, and Rabbeinu Tam. And in fact, the Mechaber says the prevalent view is to follow Rashi and the Rambam, but anyone who's a true Yare Shemaim should wear both. As they state in the, in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay. Now, before we get, the, um, before we get to a little a longer piece, <clears throat> this Pasuk, Vero'u, is, is amazing. If you look at the Pasuk here, it says, Vero'u kol aretz. All of the nations of the world will see, Kishem Hashem nikra alechov yaru mimeka. And they will come to fear you. Is there anything that we learn from this Pasuk? Now, we just said there are two possible, way, two possible types of tefillin. There's Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. We know that everything goes in, in Ivrit, left... There's more than two types. Oh, we're getting there. Left to right. Left to right. Right? Hebrew, left to right, not right to left. question is from whose perspective? From the one that's wearing it or the one that's seeing it? Vera'u kol Everyone is going to see you. So there are actually four different ways. You could do four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, one, two, four, three. Sixteen. But of the four pre- more prevalent ones. Right. So, so you could like do the sixteen possible combinations. Correct, but the, right. Well, permutations of one, two, three, and four. But but in general, if you hold Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi, which are the prevalent shitos, right. and then questions from whose perspective is it left or right from the one the maniach, the one that's putting on the tefillin, or is it the one that's looking at it? If, if laser is looking at me. So my left to right is his right to left. So for his left to right, that would be my right to left, so it would be a complete reverse. It won't be one, two, three, four. It would be four, three, two, one. So the Migdal O's, as on the bottom of the Rambam, in Hilchos Gimel, Hilchos Tefillin, the Rambam, says, based on this Pasuk, Vera'u, people will see, it goes by the perspective of the viewer, the onlooker, not the person that's seeing it. So that's one limud we learned from this Pasuk. Everyone catch that? Because it's from the perspective of the one who's viewing it, not the one who's wearing it, it's not one, two, three, four, it's really four, three, two, one. It doesn't make sense because nobody can actually see the parshia. But yeah. it's from his perspective. You're right. We can't see the parshios either. 
which is why hopefully there's not just a dummy cloth in there. We, we, you know, you go to a sofa and you have, you have, we assume you have real cloth in there. So that's the first limud. <clears throat> the second limud is, Rabbeinu Yonah says, there are certain mitzvos that are noeg all the time, and there are certain mitzvos that are noeg just mishayakir from the, in the morning until at night. What are those two mitzvos? Tefillin and tzitzis. Why? Why do they only exist during the day? So tzitzis we know. Or isim also. You have to be able to wear, see the tzitzis. He says the reason why tefillin is also based on this pasuk, says Rabbeinu Yonah. V'ra'u kol All the nations of the world will see the tefillin on you and will fear Hashem, says Rabbeinu Yonah. That's the source why tefillin are only during the day because it's also based on Ria. Beautiful thought. Okay, next. <clears throat> We said this earlier, but another couple extra points. We said this in the beginning of, uh, of Marcos when we started. Rav Yitzchak Levi Mibraditchev says something, the Kedusha Slevi says something absolutely amazing. He says in general, to, to, to show this love fest that we have between us and Kaddish Baruch Hu, we always see things from the other perspective. The classic example is the Torah refers to Pesach as Chag HaMatzos. We refer to it as Chag HaPesach. Now, in truth, the, the Chag of Pesach that the Torah refers to is actually Erev Pesach. When the time you bring the carbon, the to- when you mock with the carbon, you shech the carbon until you bring it, that Erev Pesach is actually called Pesach in the Torah. But Chag Matzos re- represents our way, sorry, Chag Pesach refers to our way of thinking of Shbarcho, that he passed over, the Tova that he did for us by passing over the, the houses during Makas Bechoros. But the Torah refers to as Chag HaMatzos because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Machshiv, the Tover that we did for him. We left in such chipazon, in such haste, with complete emunah bitachon, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu flaunts the, the, the name of the Chag from our perspective, the Tover that we did to him. Similarly, <clears throat> amazing, in the beginning of Parshas Matos, listen to what it says here. It says, Vaydaber Hashem el Moshe Leimor, Nikom Nikmas B'nei Yisrael Me'esam Yonim, tells Moshe, go ahead and avenge the uh, avenge B'nai Yisrael against the Midianim. The Midianim were machshil. They went ahead and sent their daughters to go ahead and cause B'nai Yisrael to go ahead and do, um, to stumble in their in, in Arias. So in order to achieve Nikama, he says, go, to, go gather yourselves, he says to Moshe. Nikom nikmas b'nei Yisrael. When a Kodesh Baruch was telling Moshe, go take revenge, whose revenge is it? From b'nei Yisrael. Listen to what Moshe says in the very next Pasuk. By the Moshe gird yourselves, arm yourselves, nikmas Hashem b'midyan. We, refl- we, Moshe reverses it. He's not worried about his own kavod, b'nei Yisrael's kavod. We're going to take nikama for Hashem. It's another example where Hashem is viewing everything from his perspective, and we're viewing everything, sorry, from our perspective, and we're viewing everything from Kalapi Shmai, his perspective. This is an amazing example right here. We wear Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad. We proclaim the unity, the, the absolute singularity, the absolute singularity of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And what does a Kaddish Baruch Hu wear in his tefillin? Mika Yisrael, says the Bredichever. He is praising us, and we are praising him. So those are three examples. <clears throat> By the Nakama, by Midjon, by Chag Pesach, and by, by Tefillin. My son Ari told me another thing that he heard him share once, which is also beautiful. The Gemara Megillah says <clears throat> that Devora was sitting under a Tamar tree, a date tree. And the, the Gemara says, what's the significance of telling us that? So the Gemara Megillah, Daf, Yud Dal, it says as follows. It says... 
That's why she was sitting there. She was in open area, but why specifically that? So the, oh, so the Gemara says there that it only has, I'm not sure if I brought it, but it says just like over there that it only has one uh, trunk and the rest of the leaves coming off. It's compared to B'nai Israel at that time that just had one lave. It only had one heart. During that door of the early Shoftim, B'nai Israel were not of Devodazara, and they only had one lave Lashemaim. They weren't serving any deities, and that's reflected by the Tamar tree because the, the palm tree, as we know, has one main trunk. If you look at the other, green, <coughs> other trees, they have offshoots of the trunk. So we refer to, how does the Torah refer to it? The Dalaminim Kapos Tamarim. It refers to the Lulav as Kapos Tamarim. How do we refer to the Lulav? We call it a Lulav. Says the Shlach Kadosh, of Shai Harwitz says that at the Rashi Tevos, Vitarli Beinul of the Chabiemes. Vav Lamed Lamed Bet, you have to switch around the letters, says the Shlach. That is Vitarli Beinul of the Chabiemes because the Lulav, from our perspective, is to worship you. You, when you in the Torah say kapos tamarim, you're showing what, what we have. We have one lev lavinish vashemaim, says the Megillah. So again, from a Kaddish Baruch the Shlut, <clears throat> a Bradichev doesn't say this, but this was said, and I think Rabbi Gladstein, Ari heard a share from him, and he said, it's a beautiful, beautiful thought. So we see the two different perspectives of the, of the mitzvahs in general between a Kaddish Baruch and us. One, two more points on tefillin. <clears throat> I rarely do this, but this is absolutely amazing. The Minchas Asher, has, Rav Asher Weiss, Gedar Kabakodesh, has an amazing piece <clears throat> in, uh, in Shmos about tefillin. Let me ask you a question. What is the mitzvah of tefillin? How long are we supposed to wear tefillin every day? Are we supposed to do it every day? If so, is it every day? Is it a minute? Is it 10 minutes? Is it Rahman al people that come right before Shmonas, they put it on, take it off two minutes later, and they're done, and they go to work? Are the yotz of the mitzvah? The Torah doesn't tell us. The Torah doesn't say it for certain mitzvahs. It doesn't tell us how often to do duchning. doesn't tell us how often to daven. doesn't tell us how often to learn. How do we know <clears throat> how often we should be doing? Oh, I just I just quoted you. You're, oh, thank you. Okay, so now <clears throat> says the Minchasasha. He says the prima Godim asked the following question. He says, "By the mitzvah tefillin, is the mitzvah all day long, or are you yotzi in the mitzvah with just a couple minutes?" How do we we don't know? He's misupik in this. Says Rav Asher, he says as follows. He says that he thinks the maskana. If you put it on for a short time a day, you're yotzi. And he says, long enough to say Shema, no? Yeah, well, Gemara says, if you say, if you say um, Shema without filling, it's made a dushaka. You're giving false testimony. Because it says, But again, assuming you're wearing, is, let's say you put it on for 20 minutes, is that enough? So this is the sophic of the Prima Gadim, and he is no tetzad to say that you have to go ahead, you're Yotz if you wear it for a short time. Now, What's the reason why we don't wear it for a whole day? We all know, a gufnaki. We're not able to maintain, women certainly can't have a gufnaki. Men have, can have it for a shorter time, so we don't wear it all day long. Now it's interesting to know, what is a gufnaki? So it could be, we can't necessarily control our bodily functions, but there's also <clears throat> opinions that say mentally that our mind wanders, and since our mind wanders, you're gonna lead to go ahead and have hesachadas, sichas betalin, when, when Ari was about to be bar mitzvah, we went to Rav Asher Weiss, he sat down with us, my brothers and I, and we went for Ari's bar mitzvah, and we sat down for a half hour and he gave a bracha, which apparently I heard he gives, uh, it's a very famous bracha, but he was, um, the Klosenberg was very close with Rav Asher Weiss, and he said to me, I'm going to give you the same bracha that the Klosenberger gave me when I was a bar mitzvah boy, not to speak to Dvar Betel and Sichas Chulin when you're wearing tefillin. So we know that it's not only the bodily functions, 
But even mentally, if we can keep cup to, to have kavanos, we're limited in that, especially today with the age of technology where we all have ADHD. Uh, so it's very hard to keep cups so we, not to wear tefillin too long. So he says as follows. The problem with that is, if we really assume it's a mitzvah min Torah to wear tefillin all day long, because of a chashash of guf naki, we're going to go ahead and uproot the mitzvah? Yes, the chachamim have the power to be okra davim Torah. We know that the chachamim can tell us not to do something by sitting back and not doing anything. For example, shofar and Shabbos, lulav and Shabbos. There's certain things they can tell us don't go ahead and do. Don't carry a lulav and Shabbos. Don't blow shofar and Shabbos because the gazera you might carry. So we know that the Chalim have the power to go ahead and say, don't do something b'shev al-taisa. But the Gemara mentions it. We see all over, Zerah the Rabbah. Nowhere does the Gemara say that really, Me'ikar Adin, we're supposed to wear tefillin all day long. But the Rabbanim, we're gozer, because you may not be able to control your bodily functions, don't wear it. So where, where's the, he asked the question, <clears throat> we don't see anywhere that the Torah says this. And the Gemara says this. And a ma- matter of fact, Oh. It's more than just Shabbat. Not just don't do it. If you already have it on, take it off. You have to have it off to take it. You have to Good. have it on to take it off, so they're telling you to take it so off. Even further in the question. Right. Good. The Muggan Avram says something even amazing. The Muggan Avram says. What are they being hooker? Well, if the Chiyav is to wear Tefillin all day long, we don't know yeah, what the Chiyav is. We don't know. Okay, well, but he's saying that the two possibilities, the two possibilities, either a few minutes, again, we don't know what the few minutes is, right. or all day long. So we don't, this was the suffix of the Prima Gaudim. So <clears throat> the Muggan Avram says. Even if someone is absolutely sure, whatever the Matthias is, that he's at, able to have a gufnaki, whether it means physically or mentally, still don't wear tefillin the whole day long. Why? Because of the Ramayim. The Ramayim were a group of people, <clears throat> excuse me, who on the outside appeared to be very pious. And they would do amazing things. They would gain the trust of the Yidin and then do awful things. So the Magen Avram says, even if you're able to have a gufnaki, because you might encounter some of these Ramah, and these, these liars, these, these imitators, these, these imposters, don't wear tefillin all day long. Even begs the question further. Because of a few bad people, we're going to be okay, the whole Dover Minat Torah? If you're really supposed to be wearing tefillin all day long, because of these few bad seeds, we're not going to wear tefillin? Continues. Uh, the Minchas Asher, it says as follows. <clears throat> He says, nowhere, do we not, nowhere in the Torah does it tell, prescribe a time frame for the mitzvah of tefillin. He says the same thing applies to, we know, we know, we say, we say that in the beginning of Tainus, we also say by, by, um, by, by Duchening. So he says, the Lecha Mishnah says, there, it brings the, the Kiryas Sefer, it says, at the end of that Pesach, it says, He's going to go ahead and bench your lechem and your water. Since we need water every day to exist, and we have to daven for our sustenance, maybe that's a remez, why you have to do it every day. Maybe you don't even have to, that's tefillah. Who says, the Kesef Mishra says, maybe the Havimim went to daven once in your lifetime, as long as before you die, just like Mila we do once, obviously we can only do Mila once, but the Surah Mitzvah says, maybe you only have to do once. So the Pesach says it's going to bless your, your lechem and your, and your mayim. And since we need sustenance and we are dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu for sustenance, that's, maybe that's the marker for every day. But he says that might not necessarily hold true for, for tefillin. So look what he says. He says if you look in the, in the Rambam, you'll understand a whole new concept of tefillin. This, this is amazing. He says to look in the Rambam, Perak Dalet, Halacha Chafei of Hilchas Tefillin, says... Of Russia Weiss, quoting the Rambam, and I'm going to read straight from the Rambam. Kedushas tefillin, k- 
Kiddushasam Gedola. It says the Rambam, it's an awe-inspiring Kiddusha. It's not a regular Kiddusha. It's to say Kadosh is one thing. It's Kiddushan Gedola. She calls Manshat Tefillin Barosha Shaladam as long as a person is donning the Tefillin Valzaroo and on his, uh, on his uh, head and his arm, Anav, who Anav Yare Shemayim, it instills with us a certain Anivos and a Yira Shemayim that we know that this is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's ring, this is his marriage ring to us. We are betrothed to him, and it's going to put a certain mindset. We hope the fact that you're wearing the tefillin is not going to allow you to go ahead and act frivolly, in frivol, with frivolty. You're not going to think about Hesachadas, meaning you're not going to have about mundane thoughts. You are going to turn your heart, your thoughts, your attention, your focus to Divrei Emes Vetzedek. Listen to what he says here. This is the punchline. A person should try Lishtadel. There's no other mitzvah where we say Lishtadel. It doesn't say try to eat matzah. It doesn't say try to blow shofar. The Ram says try to wear it all day long. Make a relationship with the tefillin. Let it impact your life. It's not a burden. Put it on, take it off. If you have a mitzvah that you have, you know, in my former career, I used to see a lot of people who weren't able to keep tefillin on, they had digestive issues. Okay, so you do the maximum you can, right? Because for a gufnaki. But here he's saying, the key is, and this is what he says, the same thing with, with Torah. We're supposed to be learning whenever we can. It's not like, oh, I learned 15 minutes in the morning, I'm done. That's not what the mitzvah is all about. Do your best. And if it means you're going to have a shear afterwards and you're able to keep a gufnaki, according to the Rambam, keep it filling on. It's an amazing concept. That's what Rabbi is saying. The whole thing is based on, it's not, yes, your yotze with the minimum amount, assuming you wear it for, assuming you wear it for Kriya Shema and Shema Nesrei. But at the very least that, but you should try to do more. The whole thing is building relationship with tefillin. Once you understand that, it changes the whole perspective of tefillin. Okay, so that's what Rosh a beautiful, beautiful piece. Last but not least, just a very, very cute piece by the Meshach Chachma. The Meshach Chachma says, Why Dafka by Shachris do we wear talis and tefillin? We know by Avram it says that after the kings, Melech Sedom came out and says, Take everything, Baruchush Kachlach, take everything. He says, No. He says, Avram responds to him, I won't even take a leather string, I won't even take a string or any piece of leather. So I won't give you credit that you, Melch Sodom, say you made Avram a rich man. Everything I know comes from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. I'm not going to give you the credit. says, because of this statement that, that, that Avram was in front of Melch Sodom, we were Zoha to the Tchus of, of uh, Tchelas and the Ritzu of Tefillin. Says the Meshachachma, if it was an Avram's Chus, they were Zoha to the Mitzvah of Talis, Katan, Talis, Godol, and Tefillin. Who was Misak in Shachris? Avram. So it's because of that we dive and we go ahead and we say, um, we, 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 we wear Tefillin and, uh, and we put on uh, Talis by Shachris. A beautiful thought by the Meshachachma. All right, that's it on Tefillin. Weiter. There's a midrash that says that when you wear tefillin, you are Yossi uh, learning Torah. Good. We're going to get to that also later on. Okay. We'll, get, we'll get to that. <clears throat> but yeah, there's so much in brachos. 100%. Okay, right there. So now, we are up to... 
Um, okay, so we just said now that a Kosh Baruch wears Mika Amcha Yisrael. We saw the Bradich of Mika Amcha Yisrael. So that is good. That's for one bias. Right? So we say, um, So that only is going to fill up one of the four Batim on the Shel Rosh. Bishar Mai, what do we have on the remaining three Batim? Kimi Gaigadol, Umiki Gaigadol, Ashrecha Yisrael, three Psukim already. Oh, Anisa Lokim, or Hashem, has any nation been taken out? Oh, Anisa Lokim, and the fifth possible Titzcha Elion, Ashrecha is going to raise us above the rest of the nation. So you have Kimi Gaigadol, Umi Gaigadol, Ashrecha Yisrael, Oh, Anisa Lokim, Latitzcha Elion. Those are five Psukim. So what's the obvious question? You have five plus one is six. That's too many batim. You only have four batim. You, we already had one pasuk. You just quoted five more psukim. That would require six batim. And again, we're assuming that a kashbarachus tefillin has to mimic ours. There's no, again, kiviyachal. This is all anthropomorphism. If a kashbarachus really wears tefillin, but at least allegorically, <coughs> he does. Since they're so similar, those two, that fits in one in one uh, bias. Ashrecha Yisrael, fortunately, you Yisrael, Rav Hakadosh Baruch Hu, as your Hashem, Umika Amcha Yisrael is also very similar. Bechad Beisa, Oh Anisa Lekim Bechad Beisa, or the Sitcha Elyon Bechad Beisa. So we we do fit all of them into four batim, Vukuluk Sivi Bedrei, and all four of them are written in the uh, arm as well. Machlokas here when it says not only is it in on is Tefillin Shalrosh, it's also in Tefillin Shayad. What is the Chiddush? Rashi says they're all in one cloth. That's the Chiddush. All six parshios. Whereas, whereas the Marsha just says no. They're all the fact. The Chiddush here is not that they're that they're all in one parsha. The fact that Gosh Baruch is even wearing tefillin on the yad, because we said before that Gosh Baruch wears it on his head, so all the nations will see, right? And that we compare it to Hashem, so they will instill fear from us. There are so many stories. I heard it now from Avshner Zaman of Liadi. I heard once from a Rosner. He quoted or in the name of the Rav that it happened to someone in the uh, Salavechik dynasty, I don't remember, but uh, marauders were coming into a shul, and he stood at the doorway, again, it's attributed to many, many different people, he's wearing tefillin, and it says, and, and they saw him standing in the doorway wearing the tefillin, they ran away. So the Hasidim came over and said, uh, what, what happened there? He says, <clears throat> he says, if you see the tefillin on the head, it's going to be, they're going to run away. But the point was, not that they see it on the tefillin. It doesn't say Sheb Alarosh, it says If you have the mentality that a Kaddish Baruch was in our corner, and you internalize that, it's not that it's the physical bite on the head. It's the message behind it, that if you internalize it, you have nothing to fear. Maybe urban legend, maybe not. Okay, weiter. Anyone who was a regular to come to Minyan, and one day does not show up, HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks about his whereabouts. Who is amongst you who fears Hashem? That, she, that Hashem who listens to the voices of his servant, who went in darkness and has no light. So the, they touch the Pasuk as follows, Im If you miss Shul, because you went to um, busy yourself with a mitzvah, no galo, you'll have light, but if you went to go ahead and involve yourself in mundane matters or business matters, then you will not get light. And they say, the reason is because if you really went for work when you should have been at shul, showed you didn't have bitachon, realizing that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's the ultimate source of, of wealth. 
of goodness. And if you rely, didn't rely on going to him and you went to work instead, or whatever, not to work, but uh, other mundane activities, you won't have atzlacha because you negated that aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean that he had light? Meaning that it's going to be, you're going to have a fort, fortune's going to come your way. It's going to be fortune if it's going to be good luck for you. Meaning that act that you did will turn out to be fruitful. If it was a mitzvah, if you pushed off minion to go do something mundane, then it won't, it won't, uh, it won't turn out positive. My timer. Why? Because you ultimately should have had bitachon in Hakadosh Baruch Hu that He would take care of your needs. If you remember, we did the the tzlach. We said posechas yedecho mazbiya lechol chay ratzon. Why doesn't say posechas decho mazbiya lechol mazon? It doesn't give sustenance because the tzlach said that everything we all have desi puko. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us everything that we should be ezu asher samech bechelko. Gave us the ratzon, what we need, what we desire to be happy. You have millionaires who are not happy, you have people who just scrape by who are incredibly happy. So you, that the tzlach gave us everything that we need. So if you have that emunah, you would have made minion. Okay, Amr of Yochran, Bishosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Balbe Sekhanesis, Vlo Motza Basara. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to a shul and does not find ten people there, immediately, who goes? He gets very, very angry. Shinamar, Madu Abasi, Veinish Karasi, Veinona. Why did I come? I call and no one answers me. Interesting, from the Rav, pointed out from this, that we see that the difference between a Beis HaMikdash and Beis HaKnesses. The Beis HaMikdash, we had the mitzvah of Leah Regal. That was Kivyach HaKadosh Baruch Hu's house. We went to him. We were visitors there. The Beis Knesses is our house, and Kadosh Baruch Hu comes to us. It's a lot of rise from the Gemara, but this is one of them. Kadosh Baruch Hu, Bob, Kadosh Baruch Hu comes to the Shul. What do you mean? He's living in the Shul. Never said Kadosh Baruch Hu came to the Beis HaMikdash. That was his, that was his Makam Dira. That was his living space. The Shul is supposed to be our living space, and Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kivyach comes to us. Anyone who is koveya a makom, a makom kavua in the shul, he is the uh, the god of Avram comes to help him. Uchshemes, we'll see why Avram. Uchshemes, when this person is nifter, omrim lo. They say about this person who was koveya a makom, a anav a chassid. This person was a chassid. He was a humble person, and he must have been mitamida shul Avram avinu. Okay. We say why? Because if you someone went ahead and established a makam kavua, it means he was machshiv all the mitzvahs. Even a makam kavua, he was such a chassid that he even set aside a makam kavua. By the way, do you have to have a makam kavua in shul? This is Machlok Rabbeinu Yonah on the rush. Rabbeinu Yonah says the concept of makam kavua is only if you daven in your house, only if you daven in your house. But the whole shul is a makam kavua. It is set aside for davening. The purpose of a makam kavua says the meiri is to think you have better kavana. Everything we do in davening is really concentrated or bad choice of words, good choice of words, is focused on increased concentration. So that's the purpose why you have, that's also why we say you should dive in the front row when you can. Nothing should be cholates between you. We said, close to your bed, so that if you're sitting all the way back, you can have 50 people walk in front of you, you can be thinking, I owe this guy money, I have to go to a game with him, this is my chavrus I was late for. Everyone walks by, you're going to take your mind off davening. So you sit in front as far as you can, so only the Aaron Kodesh is in front of you. Obviously not everyone can sit in the front row, but you do what you can. So you try to have things that will not take away kavana, but will add kavana. So sitting in a makam kavua, if you're used to the same place, it's not new people around you. You don't. You, oh, I haven't seen you in a year. If you're there every day, you'll see the guy. So you don't have to start schmoozing with him. So the Meiri says it's to increase kavana. So the, the Rebbeinu Yonah says if you're davening in your house, since we do so many mundane activities in our house, here I here I learn, here I learn. Okay, hopefully here I open the mail. Here's my computer. So every day, if you're going to go to a different place, you're not going to be able to have the proper kavana. But he says, base Knesset, the whole place, the whole place is a makom tefillah. The rush disagrees. The rush says, actually, it's better to have a makom kavua even in shul. 
paskins, the Shulchan Aruch paskins that way. The Magen Avram adds that if you can't have someone in your seat, if someone's in your seat, as long as you're within six to eight feet, within Dalar Amos, of your Makam Kavua, and the Mishnah Baruch concurs with that, that is considered your, your Makam. So you don't, we should not kick someone out of your seat, by the way. It's not considered Derech uh, Eretz. Uh, the Allah actually says, if someone's sitting in your seat, do not kick them out of your seat, but that's what the Magen Avram says. So sit close to your seat, within six to eight feet of. Okay. Mm. We bring that pasuk, but not for that. It's very nice. If everybody, okay. If everybody does that, it's the same problem. <laughs> Halavai, Halavai, Halavai. Well, I'll see us all wearing tefillin a whole day and getting there early on time. How do we know that Avram Avinu was Kovea Makom? We'll finish with this. To quote Shlomo, when he went to Davin to save Lot, it was the exact same place he went a day earlier to Davin on behalf of Sodom. When he was bargaining 50, 40, 30, 20. Not, that same place, the day later he went. So Asher Omad Sham, when he went back a day later to, say, to Davin, that Gosh Baruch should have Rachamim and save Lot from Sodom, he went, We know that Amida refers to Tfila, Shenemar, Vayamor, Pinchas, Vayifalel. Pinchas stood up and he davened. With that, have an amazing, amazing day.